This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. When Jesus left this earth, it was never his intention to leave us powerless. Jesus said, These signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, speak with new tongues, pick up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. Lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In this series, God Made You a Worker of Miracles, Pastor delves deeply into two of the most powerful tools God has ever given mankind, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power of the name of Jesus. Do you have questions about what this baptism is? What is speaking in tongues? Why at just the mention of that holy name, Jesus, every knee in heaven, on and under the earth, must bow? You have never heard the truths of these two powerhouse gifts taught like this before. With their anointing on you, in you, and flowing through you, they will truly make you a worker of miracles. God did not leave us powerless. Did you hear what I said? God did not leave us powerless. We have more power in us to do the works of God on this earth than many of us are totally or even a little bit aware of. But if we're not careful and we don't watch ourselves, what will happen is over the course of time we can begin to lose some steam. But that doesn't mean that the power has left us. I said that doesn't mean that the power has left us. Nobody disconnected the power cord except you, amen? God did not pull the plug on the supply of power. He said, so we need to be reminded, some of us need to be reminded tonight. He said, you will receive power. And that word is an energy word, it's a strong word. It comes from the Greek Greek word dunamis, that's the Greek word. And it means miracle, wonder, working, power of God. It's, It's a word that describes tremendous awesome power, Uh, like dynamite would be the only other word that you could use to adequately describe the word power. And he said, you're going to receive this dynamic or dynamite kind of power, this wonder-working miracle power in your life. And he said that, that in, in, in a few days, and he was talking about the, the, the Holy Spirit coming upon them. There is an experience beyond salvation by which a person can receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Now, it is true that when you get saved, when you receive the Lord, you do receive the Holy Spirit. That is true. But you do not receive all that God has to do or, or God has to give. There's more to the Holy Spirit than some of us are aware of. So when you, when you get saved, you do receive because the Holy Spirit uh, participates in the, in the activity of us receiving Jesus. And the reason why is because he works and moves in our heart and kind of nudges us into that place where we receive the Lord. But there is an experience subsequent to salvation called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, Acts chapter 19, in verse 1, it said, It happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. Now, who did he find? Disciples. So they were already believers. They were ones that were following Jesus. And he said to them, Listen, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? 
Now, that's pretty interesting. He's, he's talking to believers, and he asks those believers if they had received the Holy Spirit since they believed. Since they became believers, did they receive the Holy Spirit? Now, if you talk to some in some denominational circles, uh, they would say, yes, I received the Holy Spirit. But Paul went on to say, to teach them because they actually said, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. They didn't even understand anything about the Holy Spirit. And um, so verse three says, and he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. That means baptism of water. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after me, and that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. So it's very interesting here how these were believers. They had received Jesus. And when Paul came, he came to tell them about something beyond uh, salvation. And that is the subsequent experience called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believed? And their answer was no, we don't even know what you're talking about. So he says, come on over here, let's get you baptized in water, and now let's get you baptized in the Holy Ghost. Laid his hands on them, and guess what happened? They began to speak in other tongues. Tongues is not of the devil, tongues is of God. Somebody say amen in this house. Back here in Acts chapter one, Um, We see it says um, in verse nine, it says, now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. While they looked steadfastly towards heaven, he went up and behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. And he also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go up. In one verse, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. He said, don't rejoice, you know, over, over uh, the, this and that. He said, rejoice that I've given you power now to trample on demons and to step on scorpions and over all, say all, all the power of the enemy. You are not powerless. You are powerhouse people that have been baptized and anointed by almighty God. When you receive the Holy Ghost, when you receive the baptism, of the Holy Spirit. Power came into your being. Power came into your life. Holy Ghost, dunamis, miracle, wonder-working power came upon your life. And he said, this is what would happen. They would cast out demons, take authority. Listen, if the devil is harassing you, don't stand there and be harassed. Take authority over the enemy. Take authority over the devil. If he's harassing you in your mind, tell him, Satan, be gone. Demon, be gone. In the name, everybody say, the name of Jesus. Not casting out my name, not casting out your name, not, listen, a couple of, how many remember the story of the seven sons of Sceva? They tried to cast out the devil in the name of Paul. And he said, we adjure you, we cast you out, in other words, in the name of Paul, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul speaks about. And the demons jumped on them and beat the snot out of them. And he said, listen, Paul, we know, Jesus, we know, but who the heck are you? Listen, you have no authority until you come to know the living God, until you come in contact with God, and then you submit yourself to everything that God has. And when you get baptized with the Holy Ghost, Jesus said power was coming upon you. And this is the, this is the explanation of the power. The power is to cast out devils in the name of Jesus. 
when the enemy comes and begins to harass you, hinder you, stop you, halt you, harass those who you love, get on your kids, get on your parents, get on your friends. Let me tell you what, in the name of Jesus, you come like a mighty, mighty hammer and begin to hammer away at the devil in the mighty name of Jesus because he said, these signs, these signs will follow them that believe. And this sign, this first one says, you'll cast out in my name, you will cast out demons. Take authority over the devil's power. Notice the next thing it says, they will speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. There are some people that like to block this out of the Bible, but Jesus said one of the signs that would happen, one of the evidences that would, would come to those who believe in him and are baptized with the Holy Spirit he said that they would speak with new tongues. And uh, so tongues are nothing to be afraid of. Don't let the devil steal the little that God has given you or what's coming out of your being. Just keep using it and glorifying God with it until it becomes a mighty roaring flood of language. And it will as you continue to use it faithfully. Don't let the enemy try to tell you that this is you doing it. That's just, that's the enemy. He's a cheater. He's a liar. He's a thief. And he's trying to steal what God has given to his people from his people. So don't stand for it. You just keep using your little shimmy, shimmy, gimme, gimme, whatever it be. You just use it and keep glorifying God until a mighty flood, a mighty river comes out of your mouth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, they will speak in new tongues. No one's going to ever hold me back from speaking in my tongue. I'm going to use my tongue, glorify God in my tongue, pray in my tongue, talk about. Listen, listen. The Bible says that he who speaks in a tongue, he doesn't speak to men, but he speaks to God. When you're using your tongue, you're not supposed to be understood People aren't supposed to understand you. You've been given your tongue to speak mysteries. The Bible says, read, read, your, read your Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. You can go through it, talks about it. You should do that tonight. That's a homework assignment. Go home and underline all the things it says about tongues. Paul says, he utters mysteries unto God. And I'm going to tell you why he talks things. See, that's why the devil can't stand tongues, and that's why he can test tongues like crazy, because he can't understand them. And we bypass his, his understanding when we speak in tongues to God. When we use our tongues and pray in tongues and speak in tongues, the enemy doesn't understand a word that you are saying because it says you're uttering mysteries unto God. And in those mysteries, we're uttering, you know, his mind, the Lord's mind and the Lord's will and prayers and all kinds of things go up and are incorporated in our tongues. The enemy cannot stand it because he cannot understand it. Paul says, in, in, in that, he said, I thank my God more than y'all that I speak in, Paul spoke in tongues. He said, I thank my God more than all ye that I speak in tongues. We know that, we know that um, in, in Jude chapter 20, it says, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. We understand in Jude 20, go, go look at it. There's only one chapter in Jude. You don't have to open to it right now, but write it down. Jude, there's only one chapter, verse 20. Jude, J-U-D-E. One little page in the back of the Bible. And there it says, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's praying in your tongues. And he, he clearly says what tongues does right there. It builds us up in our faith. It strengthens us. It energizes us. It's like an energy drink. Hallelujah. Now, I like this next one. And they will lay hands on the sick. They will lay hands on the sick. I said they will lay hands on the sick. They will lay hands on the sick. They will lay hands on the sick. They, will, they, 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 they. Who's the they that's being speaking of? Spoken of. Who's the they? 
Let me come over here. Some of you, do, some of you, some of you, some of you don't even see yourselves in these verses. That's, say, well, uh, you know, I prayed for Aunt Tilly and it didn't work. It didn't work because you don't believe it. It didn't work because I can see right now. You're like, well, well maybe I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not spiritual enough. Didn't say that these signs would follow those who are spiritual enough. Well, I'm not good enough. Didn't say that these signs would follow those who are good enough. Well, I haven't been a believer long enough. It didn't say these signs would follow believers that were longtime believers. It said these signs would follow them who believe. Number one, the qualification is that you must be a believer in Jesus. Number two, you must believe that these signs are going to work. I like being out here preaching in your face. What am I standing up on that platform? I like it right here. This is much better. I can see you eye to eye, point blank here. I'm going to boom, boom, boom. So he said, they will take up servants and, or let me go back. They will um, cast out demons, speak in new tongues. They take up servants. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. They, who's the they? We will lay hands on the sick. Listen, don't you come laying hands on me if you don't really believe in this stuff. People ask me, well, I, wanna, I wanna, can I pray for you, Pastor? Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Now, I understand you want to pray, go pray quietly, but don't put your hands on me. I don't know what your faith is. I don't know anything about you. Now, I'll, if I need prayer, I know who to call because I want to get somebody and I know who they are because I, I've seen their, their faith tested. I want somebody that believes this stuff, not somebody who's just play acting. These signs will follow them that believe. You got to believe, man. You're a devil buster. You're a tongue talker. You're protected by God. Nothing deadly can enter your body and harm you. You can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It says they shall. They shall recover. Glory to God. These are the signs that follow believers. But you have to believe it. Faith is what activates this power. Faith is what releases this power. Now, so, so I mean, there's more teaching that we can do and we probably will about healing because sometimes you can go to somebody with the faith you can go to somebody with all the enthusiasm and lay hands on them and get them, you know, get them some strength back. But if they refuse to begin to stand on their own two feet, then sometimes that healing will be just taken away from them. You know, first, I mean, I, you know, when I first got into all this stuff, I'd lay hands on people and some of them died. And I thought, gee, you know, Lord, you said I will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But God began to to teach me that it wasn't all my responsibility. I did what I was supposed to do. The minute I laid hands on that person, healing entered their body. Healing began to take effect. And, but, but now they needed to start to do something with that and start to, to, to believe and, and begin to move a little bit or do something, glorify God. So, so you see, sometimes God operates in different ways. Sometimes there are miracles where you just boom, just like that and person gets, but sometimes it's a process. Getting healing is a process. But the Bible says you can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So, so you say to me, well, what would you do if you laid hands on somebody, if you laid hands on 100 people and they all died or they didn't get healed? You know what I would do? I'd go find the 101st person, 101, and I'd lay hands on them. Why? Because he said, you shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I don't lay hands because of my track record. I don't lay hands believing healing because of your track record. I don't lay hands uh, believing because of any evidence. I don't need any evidence. The, the Bible is evidence enough. 
The word of God is evidence. He said, you will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So my responsibility is to go lay hands on the sick and believe that they shall recover. Come on, somebody give me an amen and a hallelujah. So I say, and you ought to take learning from me. Don't let anybody lay hands. That's why we frown on people in the church just laying hands on each other inadvertently. Like, well, can I pray for you, brother? Little prayer meetings going on all over the church. Uh -uh, I don't like that stuff. I don't know you, you don't know them. I don't know what you've got. And I, I don't want what you've got getting on anybody in this house. We have prayer warriors. We have prayer, prayer people that I've trained and have watched. And these are the people you ought to come to to get prayer. Don't let anybody just lay hands on you. Hallelujah. But now you get out into the world and, and you start using these gifts of the Holy Spirit, these gifts that God has given us. I believe you're going to see results. He said, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall recover. And then verse 19, it says, and after he said this, the Lord had spoken to them. He was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of of God. So the the, the reason why I say that Mark 16 and Acts chapter one are the same account because both accounts, we know that Jesus was lifted up to heaven. So we just, this is just an elaboration. This is more that Jesus taught and said on that day when he went up to heaven. That, that is written here in Mark's gospel, chapter 16, and is also accounted for in Acts chapter 1. And then in verse 20, it says, and they went out and preached everywhere. Notice they went preached everywhere, verse 20, and the Lord working with them. Notice the Lord working with them. So God is working with you. You're not working this alone. That's why I say the responsibility is not on you to get anybody healed, to get anybody, you know, delivered or to, you know, uh, sometimes there are people who have demons. They want their demons. They like their perverted life. They don't want to be clean. Anybody know what I'm talking about in this house? But that doesn't make you any less powerful. Amen? You still have the power of God on you. You still have the power of God in you. You still have the power of God working through you. Even if there are people that don't want to receive that power, you still have the power on you, and you ought to go out into the world, and you ought to do what God has told us to do. The commission. This is called the commission. The great. Com- this is the, what I call the believer's anointing. This is the anointing that we have from God. It's the believer's anointing for every believer to go and believe and pray and lay lay hands on people and cast out devils and use our tongues and know that we walk in the protection of God. We're powerhouses. I said, we're powerhouses. And so they went everywhere, verse 20, and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Hallelujah. Confirming the word. I'm going to tell you what, God will back up his word. I'm believing with all that I am in all my heart. I'm believing that we're going to see more of the outpouring of God's spirit. We're going to see more of our people come back and testify to having laid hands on people and recovery. These people have recovered. Sicknesses were were driven away. Uh, uh, People that were bound by oppressions and depressions lifted because of your prayers, because of your faith, because you went out as a believer. You went out and, and put to practice what Jesus has taught us to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're baptized with the Holy Spirit and power. You've got the anointing of God in you and on you. This Holy Spirit came to anoint us to do these works. Verse, go back to Acts chapter one, just quickly. I want to bring this to an end tonight, but he says, you shall receive power. Verse eight, right? Acts chapter one, verse eight, you shall receive power. You have, and he says, it will come upon you. This is the anointing. This is the anointing of God. You have power to serve, power to understand the things of God, to to teach you and to change you. 
and the power to touch others. That's the power that comes on us. That's, that's what this is all about. It energizes us. It fills us with the power of, of the Holy Spirit so that we can, number one, we can serve God and serve his word and do what he's called us to do. Number two, so that we can understand the things of God. There is an anointing. I don't have time to get into it, but in, in 1 John, it talks about there's an anointing in you that you don't need anybody to teach you. The anointing is in you and will teach you all things. Now, that doesn't mean you throw away the office of the pastor or the office of the teacher and you don't need to go to, get, go to church and get taught. What it simply means, you don't need anybody to sit and spoon feed you. You don't need someone to sit and give you remedial you know, classes or after school classes or, you know, whatever, you, you, you will learn it just by sitting and listening because it's not really the preacher who's teaching you. It's the Holy Spirit working through the teacher that's teaching you. I'm teaching you tonight. I'm just the vessel. I'm, I'm not really the teacher. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. I'm just the empty channel through whom he's working. You don't need, why? Because you have the anointing in you. You have the anointing on you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me tell you, you let me tell you, this anointing, this, this, this power that come, up, come upon her. I can remember, I only have a minute or two. You all right? Is everybody all right? I can remember sitting in some services, hearing some things that were preached, and I just, I didn't know anything. I hardly knew the Bible, but I just knew what I was hearing was not right. How did I know that? I knew it because of the Holy Ghost in me, the anointing on me, because I've received the Holy Spirit and his power. I was, I've been anointed. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now I've got the anointing and the power of God in me. I understood something. I didn't understand what it was, but I understand that it wasn't right. It's sort of like something vexed me on the inside. Something checked me on the inside. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's why you need not fear. If you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, you're a believer in baptism. You need not fear submitting to spiritual authority because when something is wrong, you're going to know it in your, in your knower. Hallelujah. <laughs> Something's going to check you on the inside and say something is not right here. I like what Brother Hagen used to say. It just felt like I was washing my feet with my socks on. <laughs> it's the only way to something is just not right. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just doesn't feel right. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we have received power from on high. Let me just read it to you one more time. But you shall receive power. Everybody say power. power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So God has empowered us first and foremost to go out and be witnesses. Go out and spread the gospel. Speak to somebody. Tell somebody. And then he tells us, in, as we just read, that as you go and do it, as you testify to the Lord, these signs are going to follow you. You're going to cast out demons. You have the ability to speak in new tongues. If you drink anything deadly, if you pick up a serpent, it's not going to hurt you. You're going to, um, you're going to lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. These signs are going to follow them that believe. And I, I believe you ought to take this to work. I think you ought to take it to your neighborhoods, to your family, and everywhere we go. We ought to understand that we're a powerhouse for God. Hallelujah. We've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. We've been anointed by God. We're, we're a lethal weapon in the hands of God. And we ought to be ready to be unleashed upon everything that the enemy would try to bring against us, our loved ones, or anybody else that crosses our path. Can I get a better amen, a hallelujah, and a glory to God? Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.